Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I can confirm that the Tampa Bay Bucks are in Super Bowl 55 against the Kansas City Chiefs. It was not a dream. It's really happening. What Tom Brady had to worry about at the start of the season that you didn't know. And the Lightning's game tonight at Carolina is postponed because of COVID. Six players on the hurricane have that. Thursday's game may be played. Arizona wants baseball to delay spring training. We've got all that and more to talk about with the Super Bowl Bucks on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. You know who's got the best party platters for your catering in Tampa Bay? Well, it's Mr. Empanada. What's an empanada? Well, you just take your favorite food. They place them in an, inside a pocket of homemade dough that's cooked perfectly until it's golden brown and piping hot. Their empanadas are a fresh twist on some old favorites. Now, you can order delicious menu items made from scratch, including soups and salads and Cuban sandwiches, online at MrEmpanada.com or call any one of their seven convenient locations in Tampa Bay where Latin food, quality, and service meet. It's Mr. Empanada. All right, Steve, I am uh, back from frozen Green Bay. Let me just tell you, um, for those of you who have lived up north and now are in Florida, good decision. Yes. <laughs> I, I, every winter, I'm loving life. <laughs> good, good decision, man. Like, I'm sorry. I, I would like to think that I'd have a choice in this country of where I want to live. That would not be it. I know everybody, home is home for somebody, right? I mean, you're born where you're born, and that, that's always your... That's always your uh, North Star or whatever. And in this case, it was very North. But, man, I mean, I went to bed Saturday night. And, you know, me and Greg Allman walked around. We ended up uh, grabbing something to eat in a very socially distanced place, in a very socially distanced way. And um, uh, it was about 12 degrees. (laughs) 12 degrees does not feel like much that I experience very often uh, and try to avoid. But, you know, all I had to do is go from a car inside and back out to the car it was okay we were okay then i went to bed at night and when i got up the next day i couldn't identify the rental car not because i'd only had it for a couple hours but it was buried in snow i mean completely (laughs) buried like which one of these mounds of snow is a car you know like you could just see a little bit of the tire but there there had to be had to be four inches on top of of the the hood the roof the trunk like and i'm thinking and it was one of those snows that were it, it would have been a pretty snow. It was a dry snow, which is good, right? Because it was kind of fluffy and stuff. But like when you start scraping off four inches of something, it doesn't go anywhere except on you. Like there's no way you can like, mm-hmm. hey, let me let me take this brush and where am I putting it? Except it's going to run down at my feet and everything. Fortunately, I had had my snow boots. I had some some winter clothing. But man, what a pain in the butt, you know, and um, thankfully they plowed all the roads and there wasn't any, you know, black ice or whatever that you get in trouble with. And, you know, I was able to drive in it. Um, but uh, it was a, and for Wisconsin, as you, you could tell on TV, it was really a beautiful day. You know, it was, it was sort of uh, sunny and, and I think it was around 29, 28 degrees, no snow. So that part was fine, I guess, uh, for the players and, and those that wanted to be in the stands, but 
let me just tell you, man, getting back here, it's just like, ah, who would choose to live up there? It's not for humans. It's just not. No, I, I, you know, like I said, in this country, you're born where you're born, but you ha- you can move anywhere you want. You're not restricted. Right. So right. if you can figure out how to move further south, then by all means, I would do it because I love life. Yeah, I mean, there's there's enough people coming down here. I guess I probably shouldn't invite them all, but uh, <laughs> oh, they're already man. coming. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Although I met, I met, I've met people in Wisconsin that haven't been out of the state. Does that sound familiar to you at all? Yeah, well, I, I, my, you know, when I lived in Minnesota, uh, in, in Minneapolis, in Minnesota, is very, it's very that's much different. If, if you're born and live there, that's it, there's so many people that move back to Minnesota. I'm like, why? Yeah, I know. What are you doing? And they're like, no, no, we want to come home. I'm like, why? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I want to get out of here. <laughs> right, right. They're not the—I I, I don't want to—you know, I'm sure there's Minnesotans that listen to this show, A.R. Wade, but I'm curious, because I've heard this, um, are they the most welcoming people in terms of, like, if you're not from there and you move there, you're not one of them, right? Like, isn't there Correct. this thing, like— So, like, so uh, I'll describe—they say it's called Minnesota Nice. That's it, Minnesota and, nice. So I've heard that term. I, 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 when I moved to Minnesota, I, I was living in Memphis at the time, and I was yeah. moving through radio. I with, worked for Clear Channel Radio, so I was yeah. moving around, and I, I was transferred from Memphis to Minnesota. And everyone's right. like, oh, Minnesota nice, like Southern hospitality. Yeah. And I had lived in Birmingham and Atlanta and, and then Memphis that before was. that. Yeah. So Southern hospitality, is, I mean, you know, the people in the South are great. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that would be fantastic. The best way I can sum up Minnesota nice is they'll give you directions anywhere but their house. <laughs> exactly right. I've heard this story. <laughs> I've heard this story. If, Tom if Jones they, if they didn't know story. you since kindergarten, they got no need for you. <laughs> exactly. I got all the friends I need. Yep. And, and everyone moves back. Even if you leave, you move back. That's, yeah. that's just the way they are. Um, that's the rule. And like I said, they're nice, but yeah, yeah, yeah most of our friends, <laughs> directions to most of the people, we, we lived there for three winters. Uh-huh. Most of the people we hung out with were from out of state. From somewhere else. A lot right? of them were from, I went to the University of Cincinnati, and there was a pretty active alumni club up there. Okay. So a lot of them were through there. And, and we, you know. <laughs> you had to hang out with your own kind. Yeah. And, and you know, and my <laughs> wife met some f- folks through her work that most of them were from out of state that we hung out with. I mean, it's just, you know, they, they, weren't, they weren't mean. They're, they're nice. But, yeah. you know, yeah, if you didn't know them since kindergarten, that was all they needed. I'll wait till we talk to Tom Jones. He tells this story, you know, because he he worked up there. He moved up there to cover the the Minnesota Wild mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and um, you know, the guy that lived next to him was always really nice to him. Hey, how you doing? Uh, good to see you. And uh, it was they hadn't been there very long, and it was like Fourth of July. Hey, uh, yeah, Tom was like, "What, what are you cooking? It sounds like you you got the barbecue going today." Yeah, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a big barbecue. We got hamburgers and hot dogs and. This, that, and the other. And he's waiting for the invite. You know, like, well, we don't know anybody. Like, at any minute now, he's going to say, hey, come, come on, on over. over. and Yeah, come on over. Have a beer and a hot, and a hot dog. And he's like, so, uh, anyway, have a good 4th of July. Like, I was like wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> he had his own friends, man. He didn't need any more. Yep. So, that's they're, just the they're way good. it was. They're good. Yeah. No problem. Well, they, they're not like that in uh, in Wisconsin. They're very, very friendly, almost to the point of, uh, hey, where are you from? Okay, oh, you up here for the ball game. Yeah, so, you know, they're going on and on. But um, I, I've always enjoyed my time up there, always. Never had a bad time in Wisconsin. And uh, the Packer fans did, though, yesterday <laughs> or Sunday. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm still like, I've been watching, you know, the, 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 the big national shows, right? And 
correct me if I'm wrong. I think that what Brady has done this year, okay, you know, before this, I sensed nationally, and maybe it's still there, I suppose, what amounted to, like, Brady fatigue, Patriot fatigue. Like, people had had, okay, not uh, him again? Like, really? Like, can we get some other team in here to, to, at the Super Bowl instead of the Patriots every year? The Patriots and Brady. It's the Patriots, Kraft, Brady, whatever. Belichick and Brady, right? They were they were a team, you know, and mm-hmm. couldn't have one without the other, you know? It's like peanut butter and jelly, whatever. But um, but they always showed up, and then, you know, a couple of years there was scandal, right? There was the, you know, Spygate and the Flategate and, you know, the cheaters and uh, cheetahs. Uh, and so... There was always something, right? And there was a lot of jealousy because they won every year, and they won a ton of. They won six Super Bowls and went nine times. Like, but I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like at 43, he leaves there and comes to the woebegone Buccaneer franchise with the worst money percentage in North American sport that hadn't gone to the playoffs in 13 years. And when he comes down here, I think he is his image. And he had nothing except just winning and trying, right? But I think his image has gone through some kind of a cleansing process because I think people are like, I think now he's sort of like this mythical hero almost. Like he's gone, he supersedes, or, or not supersedes, but he he uh, he's bigger than just now being the greatest quarterback or the best football player. But to said this for the podcast, like I think he's like Babe Ruth. Like I think people are in, are endeared by what he has done. Um, and it, and just, you know, flummoxed by it that, that he came here in his first year, COVID, all that. And he's, he's back again, only this time in a Bucks uniform in the NFC. It's incredible. It, it, it truly, I mean, you go through the numbers and it's just, you know, we were talking about someone before we started recording. I mean, you realize he's got as many NFC championships as Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers? Mm, one. I didn't. Yeah. He's been in I the didn't. NFC one year. <laughs> one year. And not his you prime, know, by the, the way. The Cowboys I mean, haven't like, won an NFC championship since 95. <laughs> wow. And Brady's got one in his first He's year. He's got as many as the Cowboys in 25 years, yes. 26 years. Yes. Um, you know, Green, the Green Bay franchise, which is, you know, revered and, and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers have three NFC championships. He's only two behind. Brady's got ten championships or conference championships in right. his career. Well, he's now got one NFC yeah, championship. I know, too. but he's got ten. Yeah, not stupid. I mean, the you numbers know, what, are stupid. John Elway's won five, right? Brady's won ten. Yeah, there, just... There's been 24 athletes that, in the major four sports that have been to ten championships or more, but only two in the last 30 years, and that's LeBron James and Tom Brady. And, yeah. and, and Tom Brady in, in the ultimate sport where traditionally one player doesn't make a team. I mean, a basketball. Mm. You get a LeBron on your team, and all of a sudden your team is a lot better than it ever was before. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. You know, you know, he, he needs some help to win the championship, but yeah. but just having LeBron on your team, you're probably making the playoffs already. I mean, mm-hmm. basketball is a sport where one person can influence it drastically. Football, granted, the quarterback is the most important position and influences the most, but it, it takes so much more to have done it for this long at this level, and now to do it for a second franchise. It's just. It, 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 there's not enough words to describe. I mean, you know what we're seeing, and, and you know, I, there's a lot of people that love to hate Brady, and that's fine. And, and if you don't like him, great. But you have to marvel at what he's done. It's it's absolutely incredible. At 43 years old, still doing it. It's incredible. Yeah, I, 
in a team game too, like you mentioned, like this, you know, this is not where he's going to score thirty three a night and carry his club. I mean, you know, he has to have guys around him excel and do their jobs, and he needs a defense and he needs special teams. But that's, you know, I've done a lot of these radio shows the last couple of nights. People ask, well, how do he do it? You know, well, what's the you know what's the secret sauce? Like, what did you know? How much is this really him? And it's like, well, a hell of a lot of it. I mean, I think Bruce Arians said, you know, one guy. You know what's been the difference? One guy changed it. I, I think the culture for sure. Um, oh yeah, and winning. You know, again, I think winning is culture, sure. and, and you know, it's a chicken and the egg thing. Like, do you have to have good culture before you win, or if you if you win, does that beget more winning, better culture? But the Bucks were a terrible, sloppy team, right? The last few years. I mean, it started with their quarterback who turned the ball over thirty times just with interceptions alone, and but they also committed a ton of penalties, right? They were like one of the most penalized teams in the NFL. Like, they were just not disciplined. And, you know, I don't think Bruce Arians made it in coaching by teaching, you know, sloppiness or lack of discipline. He certainly tried to cut out the penalties and do things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, the difference, I think, you go back to Chicago when they lost 2019 and they had, like, this one series where they had five penalties for 66 yards or something, and Ryan Jensen was getting a personal foul, and he lost it. Like, you know, that's, I mean, we all remember him just, like, screaming at those guys. And since that game, and the next week they played Green Bay and won. And since that, since that game, that week uh, five game, I think it was, you know, they've been one of the least penalized teams in the NFL. And you just don't get that by accident. Like, that is a complete buy-in, right? No one's going to be selfish here on this team. No one's going to commit some selfish penalty, you know, look at me, I'm a tough guy thing. Um, and... That's what I mean. Like, there's an effect that he has on preparation. There's, you know, times that he has told his team practice isn't good enough, you know. And when maybe some of the coaches and others thought, well, it was pretty good. Pretty good wasn't enough anymore. Mm -hmm. And and I I just think, like, he is, you know, he has just turned up, you know, the level of focus, the level of accountability and, and caring. Like, if you ask people, how he leads and he leads through caring like he he gives a damn about people you know he, mm-hmm. he he enjoys the nuance of football he certainly likes the the chess match of it and the the mental grind of it and we know he makes more sacrifices physically than anybody but what he really likes is just hanging around and being one of the dudes like being part of a team and getting to know teammates and making them better and you know um going through this you know this long season you know where you know, you have ups and downs and, and you've got to overcome adversity and you finally, you know, they hit their stride and, and got hot at the right time and then went on the road and started picking off these division champions and here they are. And it's just, I mean, we could script it. We, you know, they tried to hand them the trophy, you know, like they said, you know, back in February and all of that. But the reality is, is that this isn't easy. If it was easy, then Dan Marino would have a bunch of these. You know, I mean, there's been great quarterbacks through time that never played in a Super Bowl, much less won one. And so it's just, I think it'll be years before we really appreciate what this guy was able to do at 43. I mean, 43. I don't know how many guys are going to make. I don't know. Listen, Aaron Rodgers, as great as the year as he had, and he's 37, I believe. Um, 
I don't know that he's going to be very good in six years if he even decides to play. Well, yeah. I mean, but, is he going to even play next year the way he's yeah, talking? I mean, Granted, I don't put a lot of stock into that. The no, day, he's emotional, you know, but you know, minutes after there. you lose and, and you're questioning a call by your head coach. And so I, I get the the frustration and, you know, so whether that's how he truly feels, although if you talk to people that have covered him for years, he never says anything without thinking it through ahead of time. Um, right. You know, he's right. not he's not one to just kind of shoot from the, the cuff. Um, so, I mean, who knows, but I, you know, I, I think he'll be playing next year, but you know, I think, I think a lot of that was just sending a message to his head coach that. All right. I didn't like it, but you know what I didn't like about that whole thing is that, you know, and I understand I didn't like the call. I, when Matt LaFleur did that and said to kick the field, I thought I said it at the time, this is stupid. Like, you know, go for it. If you don't Mm -hmm. make it, you give them the ball at the eight yard line, you're going to get it back. Same thing applies. You got to go down there, score touchdown, two point conversion. I mean, it's just what you have to do. And. So I didn't understand that, oh, i got to get points there. No, no, you really don't. You need to score a touchdown. You need to tie this game up or, try, or come close to it. So nobody got it. But, you know, if you go back and look at the third down play, I mean, Rodgers could run that ball in. And and he makes he makes the decision. He's got the ball in his hands and throws across his body sure. late. Well, and he but he explained that in the post. And here's, here's what I don't like about what LaFleur did. And I, I thought you've got to go for it period, on fourth and eight with Aaron Rodgers there. I would agree. And with Brady on the other side of the field, there's no guarantee you're getting the ball back. That's correct. But LaFleur has to communicate ahead of time that we're we're kicking if we don't get this. I mean, Rodgers said, I thought I could have run it, but I, there was the one defender there that I thought was going to get me, and I knew I had fourth down. So I'm taking a shot on third. Right. Because he assumed it was four downs. LaFleur never communicated ahead of time that after, and he said he let Rodgers call the play on third down. But right, he, if, but Rogers. In other words, if Rogers had known we weren't going for it on fourth, but you down, call a different, you might have called a different called play. A different I mean, play, yeah. if you're going to let Rogers call the play, you better let him know the circumstances. I mean, because yeah. whether you've got one or two downs impacts a lot of what you're doing, and, and it maybe the play call. Yeah, yeah, and so if Lafleur's not communicating that to him, then that's a failure on the coach's part. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't run the ball at least one time on the eight yard line to begin with. Well, you know if, you're, if, if it's it, well, it, apparently it was only three down territory, and that's why. They yeah. weren't, um, you know, granted, I don't, you know, I don't know where on fourth down did they go. Is it on the two? If it's on the four, right. don't know. But, you know, I would have, I would have gone for it. I've got Aaron Rodgers back there and I've got Tom Brady on the other side of the field. I'm going to, I'm going to take my chances now. I may not get down the field this far again. I may not get yeah. the ball back, which they didn't. You know, it never felt like they, they were coming back and, and, you know, they got the three turnovers, but, you know, I, I think the Bucks defense won that game. Um, what six points Brady, off the three turnovers? Yeah, I mean that—that's the game right there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean Brady won the first half, mm-hmm. and then the defense. I mean he, you know, his numbers are terrible for the second half, and the defense won the second half because mm-hmm. he bailed them out. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's it's a, it's a team game, it's a complimentary sport, and all that stuff. Um, but I never felt like the Packers were going to come back. In other words, do they ever come back? I mean, you know. Brady, or, or uh, you know, Brady is is a guy that has obviously been down twenty eight to three in Super Bowls and things like that. He inspires his team to play better, play harder, play smarter, whatever. They're never out of it, one play at a time, right? All that stuff. Mm-hmm. With Rodgers, and I think part of it's his personality. Like he's really, really good when things are going well, when they're up, when they're ahead, and they got a rolling man. There's no better runner, front runner in the game. But when a little adversity strikes. Do you remember a lot of moments where, you know, Aaron Rodgers brought his team back from, you know, 
in a big game, in a playoff game, back from way down, or, you know, I mean, he just hasn't won that many to begin with. Outside some Hail Marys. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But like conference championship games, we know he hasn't won it very many. He's one in four. So, you know, I, I just sense that unlike Brady, who you always feel like you have a shot, if things don't go right for Aaron Rodgers, you know, and they didn't go right the other day, and then here we are. All of a sudden, he's talking about, you know, my life is, my, my career is a beautiful mystery. Well, and then the other thing I would say is, I wonder if with what Brady did this year, okay, and he was a free agent, and he could have resigned if they'd offered him or, or acted like they wanted him to. He could have stayed in New England probably, but didn't seem like they were interested. Um, I wonder, and, and according to my sources, Adam Shifter said this, did, did Aaron Rodgers holds all the cards. Even though Aaron Rodgers is signed for three more years, okay, if he says, I don't want to be a Green Bay Packer, you guys got you got your quarterback, you drafted him this year, Jordan Love, you're just waiting for the time to replace me with him. You know what? I know I got three years. I, I'm going to retire or you're going to trade me. I, I, don't, I'm not, I don't want to play here. If he retires, I believe he owes $23 million back in bonuses. Okay. So, I mean, he holds the cards, but I believe he'd owe a lot of money if he retires. Now, could you force a trade? Sure. Well, here's the thing. If Aaron Rodgers, with all that he's done for you, walks in there at 37 years old and says, you know what, I just want to play somewhere else. I don't want to play here anymore. I've given all I can to this organization. I don't believe in the coach. Whatever. Whatever his reason is, right, like Brady's. They have to trade him. I mean – you got to get some compensation for the guy, and you do have your quarterback in your building that you think is going to be your next guy. Well, well, do they? I mean, they drafted him hoping. Well, if they didn't, then they made a horrible pick because well, you could have you mm-hmm. could have gotten some things for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you know. Secondly, their last quarterback they did that with, and a year later ended up in a division rival. Well, you may have to play against them, but you could also say we'll mm-hmm. trade you everywhere. But in the well, NFC. but they did. They're they traded him to the, the Jets. They traded him to the Jets, and then a year later, right? He was a in year Minnesota. later, he was he was in Minnesota. You, know. you can't control that. You no, may you have, can't. You may have to to beat him, but he's thirty seven. He's not twenty seven. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like there is going to be. They're not all Tom Brady out there. They're not all going to mm-hmm. play through the forty three. I'm I'm just wondering. Here's what I think. Okay, so Matthew Stafford. They went. They went to Matthew Stafford. He goes. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of thinking I'd like to play somewhere. So go. Okay, you know what? We were too. <laughs> so, I mean, you don't, you wouldn't get that with Rodgers, right? I mean, I don't think the Packers are ready to say, yeah, you know, we were thinking maybe this should be your last game here. I think the Packers want to keep him probably around for another year, maybe two, until love is ready, however that, that process goes. But I think these quarterbacks in the NFL have a lot more juice than they realize. I think they could form super teams. And I think what Brady did, is you're going to see more of. I, well, I, I, yeah, I think I think Brady has shown that, you know, yeah. Pey- Peyton Manning, because of the neck surgery, degree. he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't the same though, because I mean, because no. he was, his wasn't just hey, I'm old. It was, you it know, was he had the physical. neck surgery and, yeah. and missed a season and that. I mean, that was that was very different than Brady just saying, you know what, I want to try a different team, you know, right. Um, but yeah, I, I think you might see. I mean, you know, now Patrick Mahomes got what fifty million a year. Deal yeah. or for, you know whatever contract you know for ten ten years that he's getting, um, but it wouldn't even be about the money. I mean, just mm-hmm. if you wanted to chase rings, yeah. you know what I mean. Well, but, like but you, how many players did you see come to Tampa? Leonard Fournette, Shady McCoy, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. Okay. I mean, so a lot of players this. started following Tom Brady. How many would follow Aaron Rodgers somewhere? How many would I follow? Would... Um, 
you know, who's your next one? Um, you know, Philip Rivers is retiring. Breeze is probably retiring. Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's that's Let's a perfect. Say he one. wants out of Seattle, mm-hmm. you know, and he goes to the Bears. I mean, I, you know, yeah, there's certain guys that other players want to play for because they're winners and they play that position. You couldn't do it with like defensive ends aren't going to do it for you. No, you know, but quarterback. Um, yes, but the quarterback. I mean, because really, I mean, what is the difference in all these teams? It's it's the guy with the ball, man. Like, how did the Bucks do it? They well, got Brady. For like, instance. That was it. And I was looking this up last night as after the Bucks had won. In the AFC in the last 15 seasons, there's been six teams that have won this conference championship. And it's because it's been Brady, Peyton, Manning, Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahomes. Yep. Uh, then you get Joe Flacco in there. And I'm missing one team, but um, we get the picture. Well, you know, Peyton was on Denver and Indy. That's why. That's why the 16s. Yeah, there so you go. It's really yeah. been five quarterbacks that won the AFC in the last 15 years. Now the NFC, who quarterbacks haven't been quite as dominant as those. Right. In the last 15 seasons, 12 teams have won the NFC championship. You there's only been four teams in the last 15 years that haven't won it in the NFC. Oh, that's crazy. It really is. Yeah. In the last 13 years, 11 teams have won the NFC Championship. That is really crazy. I mean, the teams that really are hurting are Minnesota, Washington, Dallas, and Detroit. They have not won it in the last 15 years. The only four teams in the NFC. Yeah. That's, it's huh. crazy. I mean, how – but the AFC, the quarterbacks have dominated. It's been Peyton. Right. It's been Roethlisberger. It's been now Patrick Mahomes. It has been Brady, of course. And you had Joe Flacco in there for a year. Yeah, it makes all the difference, man. I mean, the quarterbacks have dominated the AFC. The NFC, it's been, you know, whether it's they're just not as dominant or there's more good ones overall when you've got Russell Wilson and Rodgers and Breeze and, you know, you've got a lot of them competing. But the NFC has been a crapshoot. It's a different team every year coming out of the NFC, where the AFC has been pretty much the same quarterbacks every year. Right. But you have legacy quarterbacks in the AFC, you know. Mm-hmm. Manning. You just named a Manning, Manning, Roethlisberger, and Brady. I mean, yep. And they represent, and then if you go in the NFC with the other, <clears throat> excuse me, the other Manning, Eli, mm-hmm. he won a couple as well. Yep. So if you weren't named Manning, Roethlisberger, or Brady, you probably weren't playing in a Super Bowl of late, you know. Um, and you got your, like you said, your occasional Flacco's in, in the NFC. It could be. Well, the Colin NFC, you had what? You know, had you know, Jared Goff go, you had Garoppolo, you've had Matt Ryan, you've had Cam Newton, you've had, I mean. Yeah. You start going through Russell Wilson and Rodgers and Breeze. And, I mean, they've all – I mean, it's a different quarterback every year going in the NFC. It's mostly one and done. Wilson has been to a couple, lost one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the AFC, it's been so dominant. But, yeah, I mean, I, you might see now that you saw Brady go to a new team. And, you know, granted, he's got a lot of weapons around him, which helps. But how many players came to play with him, too? Yeah. And, and listen, unless you're very fortunate, like the Kansas City Chiefs, and you found Patrick Mahomes when other teams passed over him, and now you've got, you know, the next great one, I'll say something else. Like, I don't know that I want to draft a quarterback. I'll be honest with you. Why do I want to go through five years of this to see if the guy can play? I mean, seriously, you know? Well, like there are there are some great ones that, that, that do come along once in a while. But you said Josh Allen is, what, he's in his third year now? He's doing pretty right. well. I mean, he's not. I'm not Patrick saying you Mahomes. can't draft. I'm not saying you can't draft a franchise guy. I'm saying the odds are you won't. Yeah. I mean, Baker Mayfield's done pretty well in Cleveland. He's what four years in. Kyler Murray's doing pretty good in Arizona. It's not again. Not saying it's impossible, right. but I'm saying are they winning Super Bowls? Not yet. I mean, Josh Allen's third year got him what to the AFC Championship. 
Uh-huh. So did Ryan Tannehill last year. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, like, who's sure. winning championships? Sure. So my point is, is that the game is so hard that, you know, and maybe Lamar Jackson wins one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, some of the, maybe, maybe Baker. Maybe Mayfield Trevor Lawrence takes, or, you know, Justin Fields is going to. It's possible. The chances are they won't. My point is, like, everybody wants to find, you know, and, and first of all, you know how many games you got to lose to be draft high enough? I mean, mm-hmm. I watched it two and 14, three and 13. Like, you got to lose every, almost every game to be in the range to draft a, a franchise guy, right? So I'm like, yeah, I, you know, give me the guy I know can play and might have still a little bit of tread on his tire, and then I'll get the next guy, <laughs> and then I'll get the guy after that. Like that might be the way to go. I develop mean, your develop your team, right? The interesting one this year is if you know if the Dolphins say wanted to take a franchise quarterback, if well, they, they don't believe well in Tua. Might. I mean, they, they traded with yeah. Houston, so they have the number three pick after a ten and six season. Right, you know. Well, whoever look, whoever gets Deshaun Watson out of ex, you know extracts mm-hmm. him from te- yep. the Texans is going to have a hell of a quarterback. And I, there's not many guys, right, in the league right now that I would keep over Deshaun Watson. And I say that knowing that they haven't won. But if you look at Deshaun Watson, he's led the NFL and I think in passing in the last two years. And it's not like he's just you know throwing a ton of interceptions. No, like his ratio is really good. They took away, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. They've taken away, you know, he's not got really very many weapons. And all he does is go out there. He doesn't win because they're not a very good football team. But for a young quarterback, like, I'd take him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, go. And my point is, go steal somebody else's that has a little bit of track record. Well, if, yeah, you. if you can get Deshaun Watson this year, almost every team in the NFL should be looking at that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, you know, if you're the Jets, right, you get the second overall pick in the draft. You want Deshaun Watson, or you want to take what's behind door number two? And it's like, no, I'll take Watson, like, yeah. I, and I'll give you next year's number one too. Sure. Like, I don't, if if you've got, you got a proven quarterback, you give up as much as you have to. Absolutely, and especially you know if the contract's not crazy. I mean, because you got the problem is once these guys figure it out, right? They they they're drafted, they go to bad teams. What happens when you're on a bad team? You get the crap knocked out of you, right? Quarterbacks the most, you know. Dependent position there is. They got to have somebody who can block for them. They got to have somebody who can catch for them. They got to have somebody who can run the ball once in a while. So you go to these teams and they're awful. You get you get killed because they got nothing around you. And then by the time you get to your fourth or fifth year, you haven't gotten to the playoffs, and they're like, "Yeah, we need a new quarterback." Mm-hmm. So you go through this cycle, right? Like, I'd rather just build the damn team and and let Matthew Stafford or, you know. Mm-hmm. This year it was Philip Rivers. One of those guys go. You know what? I have all the answers to the test. I well, just I mean, need some people around me. What you described is what Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota both went through. Right. Oh, exactly. And, and, and Tampa Bay and Tennessee. That's why. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm saying it. Yeah. You know. I mean, you know, and, that... and somebody may benefit. It's possible. I don't know that it's true, but somebody may benefit from their experience that Tampa Bay gave them. Now the Bucks. You know, five years with Jameis Winston. Right. Mm-hmm. Three coaches. Okay, three coaches got burned, and not just them, but their assistants as well. There's a lot of families that had to move because this quarterback didn't work out here, and they may have failed him as much as he failed them. But like, you know, Bill Belichick didn't have to move. You know, like Tony Dungy didn't have to move for years, and in, in, in uh, with the Colts, they kicked him out of here because he didn't have a quarterback. Well, Belichick got kicked out of Cleveland. He got kicked out of Cleveland, right? And how's he doing? How do you do this year without mm-hmm. one? So, you know, my thing is, you know, just find the guy. However, you got to find him. But 
if you find a guy that's that's not shell shocked from his bad experience being drafted by a crappy team and can actually play, they have let somebody else train him. And then once they get all the experience, put him in the best position with the best players around him to win. And again, not everybody is Tom Brady. I think we get fooled because you see what Brady's doing and you think, Hey man, I mean if I'm Aaron Rodgers though, I'm paying attention. I mm-hmm. just am. I'm paying attention. I'm not saying he's gonna leave. I don't know that he can, but I don't know. Just struck me as something that, you know, especially after you know, him and LaFleur and the, the whole fourth down call. And again, further away they get away from it. But look, this was his best chance, man. And who knows? It's not easy to get back to this game. Who knows when they do? Um, but anyway, let's talk about uh, there well, was some breaking. Well, I was going to say, yeah, Tom, you, you had a story about uh, his family and what he went through this year. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I didn't. Well. <laughs> How do I say this? Um, I did not break the news. No, no, but I, I read your article about it. So Yeah, yeah. I wrote a story, and, and what hap- what had happened was, now that Tom is heading back to the Super Bowl, you know, we, we all know his parents, Tom Sr. and Galen. You know, she had had uh, cancer the last Super Bowl that Tom won, I believe, uh, the 28-3 game that he came back against Atlanta. I uh, remember the press conference. Tony Dungy had a kid asking him a question about whose hero was, and he got emotional because he said it was his dad. All this sort of thing. So the headline was, Tom Brady had a lot to worry about um, besides football when he, when he started this season. And what it was is that his mom and dad had COVID. And it was very, very serious, especially for his father, who spent three weeks in a hospital. Um, and it was right at the start, towards the start of the season. Uh, and, you know, he's trying to go through whatever training camp there was and get prepared to play the New Orleans Saints. And they didn't make it to uh, those games. He said, we didn't, didn't, football was the furthest thing from our mind. We were just trying to survive. His mom um, had to be watched at home by his sister, I guess, who's a, who's a registered nurse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really, really scary. And which is interesting if you realize just maybe a month or so earlier than that, because this had, this all transpired around August and maybe into September uh, sometime because uh, it was before, it was right before the start of the season. Um, but remember when he was told by the NFLPA, told all the all the players to cease their workouts uh, in the off season because these guys were all getting together. You know, there was mm-hmm. no um, facilities open. There was no off season training programs. They're all getting together, and Brady had been at Berkeley Prep. And when you know when all this went down, the NFLPA put out a note saying, "Hey, hey, do away with don't you know? Let's not work out." So I went out there. Of course, the next next day that they could work out, and there they were even more players this time. And, you know, that's when Brady started, you know, quoting, what, like Churchill or somebody. Uh, FDR. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. FDR, that was it. Yeah, nothing to fear but fear itself. Turns out a month later or less, he did have a lot to fear, and that was his his mom and dad being very, very sick. Um, But, again, you know, you forget these guys are human beings. They have wives. They have children. They have parents. And, you know, they mean the world to them. And so he had to carry this with him into the regular season. Now, thank God they're, they're both doing good now. Um, but yeah, he was on, um, the new, uh, Mike Greenberg show called Greeny. I guess the father was, they called him and, um, and he gave it up and, you know, again, there had been, you know, rumors about it and, and maybe more than rumors about it, but Brady, Brady certainly wasn't going to talk about it. I will see if we'll talk about it this week, but a scary situation when you're, you know, you're that many miles away from, from your parents, and because he's playing and getting tested every day, he couldn't go, couldn't just go see him and see how they were doing, right? Like nope. he had to get updates and 
um, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, kind of interesting that uh, that one tumbled out. After the game, I guess, uh, when uh, Mike Greenberg talked to his dad, Tom Sr., on Monday. So, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What else we got going on? Uh, the Olympics against- are coming to Florida. Are you excited? I, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> I've never covered the Olympics. You know, there were a couple of them in my tenure at the Times. Um, one was in L.A. that we all remember. One was 84. in Atlanta. That was in 84, Atlanta, I believe. Richard Jewell. Yeah. Right? 96 was uh, Atlanta. Yeah. And then the the last one that I remember that was dear and near to me was in Greece because my wife went there. Mm-hmm. And because her parents are from Greece and um, she speaks the language. Obviously, yeah, I think that was 04, language. I believe, if I recall. I think it was 04. Yeah. It was the year my dad died. You're right. Very good. It was 04. And um, she went over there and I wanted to go over there and didn't get a chance to go for many different reasons. Um. But yeah, and uh, she went and worked to her NBC, and she's kind of like in the research area. And then, because she spoke Greek, she ended up talking her way, <laughs> as my wife can do, onto the set as the interpreter of, of the closing ceremonies with uh, uh, was it Dan Hicks and I don't know who else was doing. That's it. awesome. Uh, yeah, there she was, and she was saying so. Like the guy, you know, some famous athlete was a uh, you know Greek athlete was a rower or something. She goes like, "There's so and so, and here's how you pronounce his name." And she would say it, and then Dan Hicks would say it, and you know, mm-hmm. she sat right there with him. It was uh, it was pretty cool. But no, I I never did the Olympics. Um, well, you'll have a chance this year apparently if the Florida CFO gets his way. Yeah, I mean, are, is this going to be over the entire state? Are they going to pick an area? Are they going to pick Miami? Like, well, what? I don't know if they have. I mean, it would pretty much have to take the entire state, or I mean, you know, the amount of facilities and stuff you need to do this. And uh, so they're going to move it out of Japan. Well, 20, there's 20, talks that there's been reports that the Japanese leaders don't think that they're going to be able to host the Olympics and they should cancel. Okay. The IOC has not done that yet and they've said any reports are premature, we're evaluating safety, but you know, all the stuff you normally say. But the the reports look like that the Olympics may indeed be canceled this year. Uh which means they may not be made up. I mean, you got the Winter Olympics coming up this winter and another Summer Olympics in 2024, so I don't know exactly what they would do. The Florida CFO has sent a letter to the International Olympic Committee and said, hey, Florida's open for business. We can uh, host the Olympics. Look what we did with the NBA bubble and with other things we've done. So uh, we're ready to host the Olympics here in Florida for 2021. So That's, I mean, that that would be incredible, right? And and we we are sort of the, you know, the, the place where um, great events relocate, but goodness gracious. That would be the ultimate event relocating. I mean, it's one thing when, you know, you get a Super Bowl a couple years ahead of time, they tell you, because the Los Angeles Stadium opens a year later or that. But to move the Olympics on, you know, six months' notice, mm. that would be the ultimate uh, last-minute move to Florida. When the world shows up at your doorstep. Yeah. Well, I'm although, not sure I want it. I, I would assume that they were gonna they will limit fans. I mean, that's how, you're not going to have full fans, I would think, at this point. So, But athletes. But your athletes, yeah, you're going to have athletes coming from all over, so. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't but, know how I feel about that, man. <laughs> but I've assumed they'll all be tested before and during and... Or vaccinated. That too, yeah. Mo- maybe. Yep. Hopefully. Yeah. No, that's... Uh, that'd be crazy. I mean, so, we... I've never been to the Olympics. I'd love to go, so let's... I'd love to see them. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan. I watch, you know, I'll watch that couple weeks in August or whenever mm-hmm. they do it and... You know, I'm probably a bigger fan of the summer than the winter games. Although we've covered both back in the day when. Yeah, I watch um, them. I watch, I love the Olympics. I love the country versus country competition. Even yeah. in sports, I wouldn't normally watch. I'll watch in the Olympics. You think hockey's a bigger deal in the Olympics than it is anywhere else? Like, is a world is a World Cup bigger or how are the Olympics bigger? Or is it about the same? I mean, probably the, the Olympics that- are bigger. Okay. Because every country's involved, but the World Cup's the biggest sporting event in the world. I mean, as far yeah. as I guess an individual event. I mean, the Olympics are you know how many different events tied right, into right, one. Right. I mean, you know, so I don't know if it's a f- apples to apples comparison between the two. Right. Yeah, but I, I, like I like watching the hockey. But you know, I'm guessing as an individual much. event, the World Cup has a better television audience around the world than any, oh, sure. any one Olympic event. Oh, for sure. No, it's it's the number one sport in the world. Um, you know, if you're just talking about a sport, mm-hmm. it's definitely that. Um, and then we had the uh, what the Tampa Bay Lightning. Their games canceled tonight. They're hoping to play. Yeah, on so Thursday. Carolina they they had a couple games with Florida canceled over the weekend. Um, the game tonight in Carolina has been canceled. The Lightning did return home Saturday after their game in Columbus. Yeah, uh, but the game Thursday is still on as scheduled at this point. So. They will head up to Carolina, presumably tomorrow, and uh, play a game there Thursday. And they'll be back home over the weekend. So that's now the third Lightning game that's been postponed this year. Uh, this game will be made up in they, – they moved several games around, but essentially it's being made up uh, February 24th. And then they moved a couple other games by a day and switched opponents in that. But uh, So, yeah, so Lightning have – it went from five back-to-backs in the schedule now to seven back-to-backs. Uh, based mm. on the the Dallas rescheduling and now the rescheduling here with Carolina, so although I don't think seven back to backs is too bad, I mean it's not too bad to deal with as far as the Lightning goes. So it just doesn't feel like the NHL is going to pull this off. It, it just doesn't feel that way to me. Well, I, I, there's only been a handful of teams that have really had an issue. Unfortunately, it's been two of the ones the Lightning have played, so it feels a little worse. I think from here, the Lightning's yeah. perspective. I mean, Dallas just finally got started in Carolina. But there hasn't been a lot of teams that have had issues, major issues. I mean, a player here or there. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, a lot of it's been in the Lightning's division. So, and it's been teams they've been playing. So it feels worse here, I think. Right. Um, you know, I mean, they're, you know, when you travel on the road with the NHL, you can't leave the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Capitals got in trouble and fined $100,000 for players congregating together in hotel rooms. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they're they're creating as much of a bubble as they can on the road. Now at home, you have a little less control when you go home for the day. But yeah, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, everyone's working through this. Um, you know, but the, you know, hopefully the vaccines start getting out in f- bigger numbers. You know, every day and yeah, um, fingers crossed on that. You know, there's only three teams in the NHL with fans in the stands at this point. Wow. I think it's Florida, Dallas, and it might be Arizona. Um, so, you know, I mean, they're doing what they can trying to, you know, see what they can do to get the season. But for the lightning, it's, you know, unfortunately, you know, the two of the teams that have been affected the most by this so far have been on the lightning schedule. So it's impacted the lightning schedule. Yeah. That's tough to not play hockey. I mean, you kind of need that rhythm, but 
Um, this is the world we yep. live in. And, oh, and then Mitchell and, Stevens, uh, if you saw him, he kind of got his leg turned backwards, uh, hmm. bent over on the game Saturday. You probably didn't see I think you were in flight no, to I Green didn't. Bay, but he's out indefinitely. So, oh, boy. Uh, Eric Chernak is day-to-day with an upper body injury, but uh, Stevens is out in, indefinitely, so he's going to be out for a while. So, Oh, that doesn't sound good. So it'll be interesting what they do. I mean, you know, for the fourth line, um, you know, do you bring Jamel Smith from the taxi squad up to play the fourth line as a center? Um, you know, you've got Matthew Joseph and you've got uh, Maroon and you've got Volkov, but none of those guys are centers. Mm. Um, Tyler Johnson's a center. You could move down to the fourth line, although I don't know if that's the best spot for him. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting what the Lightning do, and they may experiment a little bit with this. But, you know, basically your fourth-line center, Mitchell Stevens, is out indefinitely. So, Oh, boy. Well, hopefully yeah. they'll get a rhythm here and start playing some games uh, soon. We're going to have uh, lots more uh, Bucks talk. They, they're taking uh, a little bit of time. They're going to have practices this week. We're going to have player availability, not to the extent it'll be a, a week from now. And, you know, we'll talk more about the Super Bowl preparations. Kansas City – probably won't come into here until maybe the Friday before the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. I yep. mean, they're going to do all their work back back home. Um, this is Tampa Bay's Super Bowl, but there won't be a ton of people like there usually is, you know, just coming down to be around their team. Um, it's just not going to work that way. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, right now, I think the, the focus is just on safety. You know, these mm-hmm. players um, making it to Super Bowl Sunday healthy. You don't want an outbreak of any kind. You don't want players missing time because of it. I know some guys, I think, on their own will be getting hotels. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and there's you can't form a bubble. You can't say, hey, we're putting our team in a bubble. You can't do that. That's not. Yeah. But the players the can do that on their own. But if the players wanted to, they could say, you know what, just to make sure I'm good for the Super Bowl, I'm, I'm going to stay over here at this hotel because I got family that comes in and out or. You know, and, and for the Super Bowl, you may have family coming in and out. And you want to mm-hmm. be able to stay away from them or make sure that they're tested. Or, or even if your kids are just having, going to school every day, you may. That just, too, you know, yeah. Hey, they just can, make they sure. can bring it home. Yeah. They can bring it home. So just an extra layer of caution mm-hmm. as you get to the biggest game of your life. We don't have any updates on um, the injuries, you know, particularly Jordan Whitehead. Uh, I'm assuming Sean Murphy Bunting will be back. He came very close. Mm-hmm. Or Sean Murphy Bunting. I mean, Antoine Winfield. Yep. He came very close to uh, to playing the other day. It was a game-time decision. They held him out, and I think it was a good one. Got good play from uh, Mike Edwards, and and, uh, and even Andrew Adams came in and had to play tough. So they did a good job there. But, yeah, uh, yeah so lots of bucks talk, man. Yep. Bucks. Oh, and w- one other note, the uh, state of Arizona is asking – Major League Baseball to push spring training back, which should start here in about three weeks. And that will that um, would screw up the start of the season, right? I mean, presumably. Presumably, although, you know, baseball and the players are, you know, things are not going well in the negotiations there to return to play. Shocking. And then, you know, Shocking. their collective bargaining agreement expires in December this year. Yeah. So, I mean, this is all part of not only this year, but a bigger plan, too. So it's going to – baseball could get ugly again as far as negotiations come. Gosh. Before this season and throughout this season, and then in, you know into the the fall, depending on how things go. But um, yeah, that's going to be interesting too. But yeah, Arizona's asking them to push back spring training because Arizona is one of the worst states right now for outbreaks in that. Uh, Florida has yeah. not asked that, so um, you know baseball could oh. <laughs> you know baseball could do several things. It could either be you know move everyone to Florida, or if they want to start on time, or do it at your home Post parks. Start. Put yeah. it at your. They push the season back too. But if you if you want to do the full season, 
then you yeah. presumably got to get spring training started mid-February to get pitchers' arms ready. So, right. What a mess. Uh, I, I hope we. I hope we get past this. I hope everybody gets gets a shot and we start to see you know the decline in this thing. But for the short term, at least, it's still with us and um, it's going to be interruptive. There's no doubt about that. You know what's not interruptive is when you need a party platter. You need to go see our friends at Mr. Empanada. They've got delicious empanadas where they get your favorite foods uh, in a pocket of homemade dough. They cook it perfectly until it's golden brown. Piping hot. You can order delicious menu items as well from scratch, including soup, salads, and Cuban sandwiches online at MrEmpanada.com. Or you can call any one of their seven convenient locations in Tampa Bay where Latin food, quality, and service meet. It's Mr. Empanada. Tom Jones, Nostradamus on the show uh, tomorrow, I believe. Correct. Is that correct? And uh, we'll look forward to having him a couple days and cut it up and break it down and get you ready for Super Bowl 55, which is uh, closer than you think as we're sort of the quiet before the storm here. But, man, it's going to be a fun week, week and a half, two weeks of uh, sort of following this team. We'll break down what they have to do against the Chiefs and what went, went right and what went wrong in that first game. So much to talk about with the Bucks and the Super Bowl. So enjoy your Super Bowl-bound Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Follow us on uh, TampaBay.com and um, you know, the Tampa Bay Times. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. We'll have lots of coverage, I'm sure, these next two weeks. So first through verse, Nick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 